Welcome to Across the Street, your one-stop shop for all things inpatient medicine at the Durham VA, from faculty and staff who know it and love it just as much as you do. This is uh, Ken Goldberg. I am the Chief of Staff at the Durham VA Healthcare System. By way of background, I came to Duke in the 90s for internal medicine residency training, and during my training, I spent a lot of time at the VA learning internal medicine. I did not actually expect to become Chief of Staff at the Durham VA, but that was a very happy surprise. I'm going to talk for the next 10 minutes or so about the core nature of the VA healthcare system, um, the VA as a whole, and try to focus on aspects of why, although many parts of what we do look similar to healthcare that's delivered in other parts of your experience, but where the VA is different in philosophy and in delivery, and in the end, what it means for, for the veterans that we all serve. To start with, uh, the VA was essentially founded uh, during President Lincoln's second inaugural speech, back in the days when you could write federal legislation with two sentences. And the core concept of the VA by President Lincoln was to address the survivors of what was at that time and is still to this day the most uh, damaging episode in American history. President Lincoln had a choice. He could decide that the South would be a conquered territory, or he could decide that the war is over, we're all America together, we will heal and move on. And he took the harder and second choice. And the way he summarized it in his second inaugural address was to found an institution to care for those who have borne the battle. And, I'll, and I say that in summary, but he made a promise to survivors of the Civil War that the nation would care for you going forward. And I, by working through the VA, get to honor the promise that President Lincoln made 150 years ago today. And that is a, a remarkable thing that we continue to do this. The VA does several things. Uh, the part you're most exposed to is the Veterans Health Administration, where we honor veterans who serve by providing them excellent health care. The VA also manages a large number of uh, federal cemeteries where even after service members pass on, the government is committed to honoring their remains uh, forever. My father is buried in Arlington, and I sleep well knowing that he, his remains will be maintained and honored uh, forever. And that's part of the promise we've made to veterans. Where this is different is that we provide service, medical service to veterans, not because they pay us, not because they have insurance, but to pay them back for the sacrifices they've made. Uh, and that is fundamentally different. So our entire mission starts and ends with veterans. It isn't about us as physicians. It isn't about us as employees. We are here to honor veterans. And again, the way we do that is providing them the best medical care that we can. Uh, one way this is different than other places is my job starts with veterans. Wherever those veterans are, if they need health care, my job is to get it to them. Uh, whether I can do it through services I directly control or whether I purchase them somewhere else, if a veteran needs medical care, we have to get it to them. If there's a veteran in rural North Carolina who needs a heart transplant, it is my problem to solve, to make sure that patient gets it, even if I have to fly them to another state. Uh, that's very different from other healthcare systems. Other places, if you get to their door, they will provide you good healthcare. And when you leave their door, they wish you well. But it isn't really their responsibility. And as a doctor, it isn't really your responsibility to get them to that door or, or after they discharge to make sure that their entire journey for the rest of their lives through the healthcare system goes as smoothly as possible. So again, we are, we are honoring veterans by providing care wherever they are and whatever that looks like. 
And we don't just provide medical care in the same way that other systems do. We, we provide entire wraparound services, including social work, job training, education support, housing support. Again, this is all to pay back veterans uh, for their service. They've already paid, and we're just honoring them by, by making these things available. One way to help understand why this is important is for the men and women who do serve in the military, they have given up rights that the rest of us enjoy. If I, as an employer, give you an order to do something, you have the right to quit. You have the right to say no. Um, Soldiers, sailors, airmen do not have that right. They can be ordered to die. They have given up those rights so that we can enjoy these things. And when they're in that compromised position, bad things can happen to them. Um, And that is what we are honoring. And and we are always paying them back for that choice they made uh, to, to give up their rights so that we can enjoy the ones that we do. That will bring me to the the concept of service connection, which comes up a lot in VA healthcare, and what does that mean? For a veteran who suffered a tangible injury or was diagnosed with a new condition while they were serving, even if it was not directly related to their service, that's the concept of a service-connected injury. So something with medical consequences happened to them while they were in the state of our reduced uh, rights that the rest of us have. And the government will help them by granting them a percentage disability going up to 100% based on how severe that injury is. And the reason I mention that is to segue next into how the VA gets paid, how I get the resources to uh, work on facilities and salaries and supplies to make sure that we can deliver the medical care that, that our veterans deserve. Unlike most other healthcare systems, we receive a fixed budget at the beginning of the year from Congress, which is passed by federal law. So there's a law that says the VA gets this much money to provide health care to veterans, and that's it. It's fixed. It's an absolute capitated system. So as you work through your training and you hear words like shared risk, um, at the VA, we are all risk um, all the time. We are not allowed to exceed that number without actually breaking the law, which is a whole different concept. Uh, than where where you may work in other healthcare systems. The way this works technically, if you think back to your high school civics course, the VA funding comes from two different mechanisms. One is called an entitlement program. And the way federal government entitlement laws are written is you start at the beginning of the year, you make an estimate of how much money you will need to meet a certain expectation, in this case, providing medical care for all the service-connected conditions uh, for veterans who have a service connection injury, and just writing a check for that amount. Uh, it's, uh, the other kind of federal laws are discretionary, which go the other way around. Here's a chunk of money, changes from year to year, do the best you can. Our funding, this total sum of money we have to work with uh, through the year, is a combination of money through an entitlement mechanism, which is based on the expected cost to care for all the service-connected injuries, and a discretionary income, which changes from year to year for everything else. As a physician, I can't honestly take care of your service-connected diabetes, but not take care of your non-service-connected hypertension. And the VA acknowledges that. Once you're in for medical care, you are generally in for the entire package, which, which I think is the right way to do that. Uh, but regardless, we are capitated. We do issue bills, uh, mostly to insurance, with the philosophy that if a veteran used his private insurance to receive care at Duke, the insurance would pay Duke. If they receive that care through the VA system, we should be entitled to the same amount of money the insurance would pay someone else since we provided the same service. So we actually do send bills, 
and we bill the uh, insurance component uh, that veterans have. So documentation matters, and that money that we get through billing is part of our budget and factored in, so very important to us. Finally, not all veterans are eligible for VA care. Uh, eligibility is determined by law, and there are different laws that address different kinds of veterans in different eras of service. So it is a little complicated without expert knowledge to know ahead of time if any particular veteran is eligible to receive uh, VH care. But generally speaking, veterans who have nowhere else to go, we will care for them. If they are poor, we will care for them. If they're injured during their service, we will care for them. Veterans who have high incomes and no service-connected injuries may not be eligible for some or all care. Uh, we have an entire office uh, that works on figuring that out. Again, eligibility is determined uh, by federal law, and there are several over, overlapping federal laws that get to a final answer for a particular veteran. So thank you with bearing with me through this explanation of the genesis of the VA, its primary mission to make sure that we honor the service of uh, people who protected our nation and through Veterans Health Administration, honor that service by providing them the best and most comprehensive health care we can. A little bit of an explanation of which veterans are eligible for services by Health Administration and a very high level overview of how our funding works and its implications. Thank you.